This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Today, we're going to start with perspective and the kind of perspective that only living through 18 of the 45 presidents, going through 26 different elections, being born in the first term of Woodrow Wilson can give you. We have a special guest, 100 and almost two-year-old Chippy joins us right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. James Florasima. A man who I met, was it last summer, Chippy? Uh, correct. Yeah, yeah, last summer. Last summer. And we had a talk. He came down for our, uh, our history uh, weekend. And I, we, we had the best conversation because you have the best memory at a hundred and almost two years old, you remember FDR, you remember the stock market crash, you, you remember World War II, the atomic testing, the Bay of Pigs. You retired when Jimmy Carter was president. Right. Well, that was uh, 1980 is when I actually retired. And it is now uh, 2030. 2016. 36 years. 2016. 37 years now. 37 years I'm retired. Who gets, who gets that privilege in life? Oh, man. I'm so thankful, really. So, okay. So, so Chippy, you were born in, at the time of my least favorite president, Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> I hate that guy. He was a progressive. Yes, yes he, he was. He started it, yes, but he was. he was not the one that put it through. It was uh, Franklin Roosevelt right. that actually was able to. Who was, who, what, take me up. Do you remember, do you remember Calvin Coolidge? Probably not. Oh, uh, I do. And there's a little story I tell about Calvin Coolidge. You can look it up. I researched it just last week, and my uh, son-in-law, Harry, uh, uh, straightened out the story. <clears throat> As I remember, a little child of eight years old, Calvin Coolidge was, first he was vice president, and then uh, he became president when Harding, I believe, died. Mm-hmm. And his son was playing tennis, and he got an infection under the skin. He was 15 years old, and within a matter of two weeks, he died. And that was something that Calvin Coolidge, it really destroyed his presidency. He just went into recluse and he couldn't recover. That I remember. Mm. How old were you? Eight years of age. You were eight years old. Um, How old were you in 1929 when the stock market crashed? Uh, 
14. So you're a teenager. Do you remember the buildup, the, the roaring 20s when <coughs> everybody was spending and buying stocks? How I remember that. You see, my people came, uh, were Italian, ethnics, migrated to uh, the United States in 1910. I was born in 1915. And, uh, and yes, I remember the crash. Is that it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did your parents, did they lose everything? Did they weather it? What happened? <clears throat> the day the stock- the, Italian, the Italian immigrants that came here were like pretty much like the Mexicans. They had little conclaves where they gathered, rented apartments and so forth, and they kind of more or less lived together, mm-hmm. okay? So that that's the way life was with mm-hmm. us. And and did your family invest in the stock market? Yes. Those years. You see, the immigrants in the early 1900s were brought here primarily if they were productive. The difference between today where they're crossing the border and they have nothing to offer other than go to some a tomato field or lettuce field and pick vegetables and so forth. So that the years from 1910 to 1929, the Italian immigrants made their little nits of money. They all bought, as I remember, the, uh, the Ford, the first Ford cars, which they called the Ziggy Ziggy, because that's what the... Four engines sounded like a ticket, <laughs> but they all had they all had a all had a little Ford, okay, made money, put money in the bank, then there was the build up of the market. That's what took place four or five years before nineteen twenty nine. My people, after working for six seven years, had saved. Close to $5,000. Your mom and dad. My mother and dad. My Uncle Willie, who had joined the Army during the First World War, very intelligent gentleman, went to, went to officer's training school. You can check this out. William Theodore Modon. And they, they separated him from the, uh, from the Army as a, as a, I don't remember exactly, but it was either a lieutenant or a captain. When, when he was separated from the services, he went to California and joined the Postal Service. Guglielmo Giannini had just started the Bank of America. Mm. And, of course, Italian. Right. Willie was an Italian. Mm. They favored the bank. So he put his money in Giannini's Bank of America. The market was going up. He wrote to his sister, my mother, put money in the bank, put money in the market, put money in the market. Little by little, they depleted every saving they had and had it in the market. So the $5,000 that they had worked for all went into the market. All went into the bank. Uncle Willie writing to his sister and his brother-in-law, Look, the market has gone up. Put more money in. My father went right back. I can't do it. I have no more money. He said, 
You can get money, go to the Morris plan. They loan money. You got to pay a little interest. He goes to the Morris plan and takes a $2,000 loan, puts it into the market. Now he had $7,000 of his own money invested in the market. How much was a house back then? Like the house you lived in, how much was that worth back then? How much was it worth then? Yeah, $7,000. How much did you I, I, buy I a got house I think I, if I researched that a little while ago. I think Pop bought that three-family, one, two, three-family yeah. house for $3,000. Wow. Okay, and we lived in the middle floor and the, the first floor and top floor was rented, okay? So, writing back and forth, he's, tell, he's asking his sister, put more money in, you see, you're making a lot of money. So, Dad and my father would write him back, I can't, we don't have any more. And I borrowed this, as you suggested. He said, Go, people are giving second mortgages. They charge you a little interest, but you can get a second mortgage. He went to Mr. Miles, I'll never forget the name, on Bedford Avenue, mm. a man that was giving uh, second mortgages, and Pop got a second mortgage for $2,000. Now he had his five, his 2000 from the Morris plan, and 2000 from the uh, second mortgage people. Market was going up, going up, going up. The crash came. And they lost everything. <clears throat> what? What? Now there, there was a uh, there was a condition with the crash in the United States. The stock market was going to was going was going to disrupt the government in the United States because that was its backbone. Mm-hmm. J.P. Morgan stepped in and put in $3 million and shored up the markets market. That's very important if you keep in mind the fact if something happens today and, uh, and there's plenty of evidence that something is about to happen. Today, how many billionaires do we have? I think we got maybe 100. Okay? Are they in a better position than J.P. Morgan when he put in $3 million? I don't know how all this compacts the disaster, the result, and the survival that we can have with the people that have what can. When, when you went through the Depression, um, yes. um, you guys were kind of, I mean, you remember a time when your dad would take you to a public restroom to because you didn't have running water, you had nothing, so you would take a shower in a public restroom, right? No, I, well, that's very interesting. Uh, as I stated, we lived on, in the middle floor of this three-family right. house. Do you know where we... My mother had a double tub. I don't think uh, you probably will uh, relate that, but the wash tub in, in those days, okay, 1920, 25, and so were lead tubs. One next to each other, and my mother would sit us in the tub and give us a bath there as children. Right? As we grew up, 10 and 12 years old, my father would, on Saturday morning, once a week, we'd grab towel and soap, 
go, da- go down to Decalb Avenue, the public baths. We go in there, take a shower once a week, and that that was the. So when so when so when the Great Depression happened, because we can't relate to this. We, the, nobody at my age has gone through anything like the Great Depression. I say that I was born, I was raised in the heart of adversity. Okay, so I experienced. I was young enough to experience. The good times of life, yeah. okay? And then to have it fractured by the depression at a, at a point where I was uh, 8, 10, 12 years old, I realized how terrible it was. And my father refused to go down to the corner to get the milk for, for, for us as children, okay? Because he was so proud. And they didn't have the money. It was just terrible. When, when, um, when Hitler came, do you remember the first time you heard the voice of Hitler? Oh, oh, I certainly do. And Mussolini? I remember the marches. And, do you, do and you, that was in 1929, uh, 30, 31, 32. There was the buildup yeah. of the Nazi parliament. So when, when you heard that and you started hearing what Hitler was doing by the end of the 30s, was there a sense, uh, like like now there's a sense of, wow, we're in really trouble and evil seems to be sweeping the world. Was there a sense that this is like the end of the world? This is well, so bad, this is the end of the world. Glenn, uh, relating to that aspect of reasoning, it was, it was a situation where the United States was fighting Germany because it took different steps. When Japan entered the war and we were trapped on two sides, it took a different, a different uh, point of logic, reasoning, fright, right. what's going to happen to us. They're coming to us from both oceans. That mine. Back in just a second. Uh, I want to tell you about Simply Safe, our sponsor this half hour. Are you able to see that your home is safe while you're at work? And how about when you're on vacation? Simply Safe Home Security now has the new Simply Safe Security Camera. The camera connects to the sensors in your Simply Safe alarm system. If your system detects something, the camera records it. Someone comes home, you get a recording. Somebody opens the window, you get a recording. Somebody breaks in, you get a recording. It calls the police and shows the police who broke in. Pat, how much do you think you paid for your security system over all the years of paying 60 bucks a month? <laughs> How much do you think? How much do you think? The, how much do you think security system? A security system that will monitor the doors and the windows, and motion sensors. A standard package would cost that you've paid for hundreds, thousands. I would, I would think thousands. You're paying yeah, sixty dollars a month for years and years and years. Yeah. Um, $600, you can get their package uh, for $600 now. Uh, there's a special going on, I think, for Black Friday next week. Um, and I think they're even offering $200 off next week. I mean, it's unbelievable. And Plus the, the monitoring is $14 a month. $99. Yeah, and then no contract. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Check it out for yourself on the website. This is the best deal to keep your family safe. It's simplysafebeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glennbeck.com. Mercury. 
The key to having a great day starts with having a great night's sleep, and I know because I have a Casper mattress. The Casper mattress was invented with two high-tech foams that give you all of the support that you need and guarantee that you get the best night's sleep ever. Time Magazine named Casper Mattress one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper ships for free in a box so small you won't believe it holds the actual mattress, making it simple to get from your front door to your bedroom. And you try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll come and pick it up if you don't love it as much as I love mine. And they'll refund every single dime. Once you try it, you're never going to want to sleep on anything else. Having a great day by having a great night's sleep. Casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn, $50 off the purchase of your mattress at casper.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Don't forget, $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com slash Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply. So excited. Next hour, we have Ken Paxton on, the attorney general from Texas. He, uh, I saw him in the green room before we started the show. He is a changed man. Texas has about 20 lawsuits against the federal government going on. And he says, wait till I share with your audience, Glenn, how the world has changed overnight. Some really exciting stuff to talk to you about, especially with global warming coming up in uh, just a second. We are with an uh, almost 102-year-old man. Uh, Chippy, is a, uh, Chippy is a 101-year-old guy who has seen everything and has an astonishing clear memory of, of the last 100 years. And we spent some time together over the summer, and I, I thought, because he, he has such a grateful attitude, I thought we would bring him in and just talk about some of the things that he has witnessed firsthand to give us some perspective you remember um, Pearl Harbor, where I you do. were on Pearl Harbor? I do. Did you fight in World War II? No. no. I had, we were three brothers. I was the middle one. They, and I had a pretty low number to be drafted. However, I was married. They were drafted. I don't know if they figured the Sullivan Law where the five brothers right, were, right. okay? And I was married, and... I went for a physical three times to be drafted during that period. And each time I beat him out, I had another child. <laughs> by, the, by, by the third uh, physical examination, I had, I had three girls, Jeannie, Linda, and Mary Louise. I go down for my third physical. They checked me out. And, of course, at that time... Uh, v, uh, v, uh, victory in Europe had ended. Uh. And the only battle that the United States was involved was with Japan. Mm. Okay? I got the physical, and uh, they're writing out my papers, and they said, Mr. Quarasima, what do you want? Army, Navy, or uh, Marines? In, 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 during the war with both of the nations, they didn't ask you. They put you where they wanted you. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, he gave me the choice. I said, I'll take Navy. Bang, accepted. But that doesn't mean that you're going to be drafted. Right. Okay. And a couple of weeks later, I get a notice to report for duty for, to be drafted. Okay. We're sitting there. 
Uh, I was separated from my co- company that I was working with. They gave me a party. They gave me $75, uh, hands on the shoulders, I'll be okay, tip, don't worry about it, and so forth. I have three daughters, and I get the notice to report for duty. We're sitting there that Sunday eating uh, ice cream and cake, my mother, my sister, and father, and so forth. And President Roosevelt breaks in and makes the statement that all married men are not to be drafted from this point on. But my records were already in to be drafted, okay? I dropped my cake and ice cream, and I ran to Church Avenue and Flatbush Avenue where I was supposed to report for, for duty, okay? Out of breath, and the lady behind the counter said, Take easy, take it easy. I said, did you hear? Did you hear what the president said? And she said, yes, I did. I said, you know, I'm over 30 years old. I have three. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Quarosima, you go home. Don't worry about it. We will call you if we want you. You know what? They never called me. <laughs> I may be on AWOL. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. We'll, we'll be back in uh, uh, just a second with uh, a look at the uh, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. Ronald Reagan, he was already retired with Ronald Reagan. And his thoughts on where we stand today and the optimistic look of the future. When we come back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Seven two seven back. One hundred and one, almost a hundred and two year old um, Chippy is uh, with us. Um, Chippy, I remember my father said when he he was born in nineteen twenty six, and he said, "I never thought nobody did, Glenn, when I was young, that we could go to the moon." He said, "The things that I have seen in my lifetime." are remarkable. He felt that I was going to see even more change in my lifetime than he saw in his. And you, you are. That's remarkable. You didn't have electricity. You had nothing. That's right. That's right. Um, we sensed it. What, um, uh, what's the most remarkable change you have witnessed? What's the biggest, what's the thing that makes you now at 102 say, I can't believe I saw this? For that, oh, time is so short. For that, we would have to go into the political situation that's taking place today, okay? In a good way or a bad way? There's so much to talk about in in regards to that. Uh, You know, what I would rather allude to, uh, Glenn, I want to say this, and I think this goes right across human nature. 
from 10-year-old to university graduate potential. A man who we all know very well, okay? I know we know it. He's on TV. And it's funny how you, how you take to these things and, and, and they become very important to you. But you, and the point is this, if a man can affect the general public in what he says, what he develops, what he, what he does, in the, general sense, in the general sense of a total population, he becomes famous, he's honored and revered. In this particular case where this gentleman went to the hospital to visit his dad who was dying from cancer, he walks into the hospital room and his dad, with a weak hand and index finger, goes like this. And he leans over the rail. Listen to this, folks. He said, Billy, he said, one thing I regret in my life, I did not reach my potential. Just think of that. Think, the man is dying. He's not concerned about the fact that he's dying. That's a given. He still has the logic and reasoning while he's leaving his life on this earth to, to, to know that he could have done better and did not reach his potential. So is that the... What? People try to embellish that in your mind, tell your 10-year-old children... The high school graduate, the college, the university, the one thing that should be embellished in your mind is the potential of what you can do. So is that the what if? Do you have any what ifs? Oh, what if? Yes. Very quickly. This is very important with the general population, especially the young people today. I know of a half a dozen a terrible situation that are happen- happening where a, a, a young man and a young woman are going to get married. Within two or three weeks before their wedding, he pulls the money out. He doesn't want to get married no more. She bought a dress and she doesn't know what to do. They're not going to get married. I had that very situation happen to me. And this is a, a, a for if um, Mary was a registered nurse in Kings County Hospital. And she used to play tennis with Dr. Theodore Remusen, a brain surgeon in Kings County Hospital in 1936 and 37. That's when I met Mary, and that's when we got married, okay? Uh, After two years, I I was a young, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. Mary said she proposed to me for two years because we were in love, and I didn't know what to do. My father was Catholic, my mother evangelical. She was Catholic. She said, please, your mother and dad are always fighting. Please become a Catholic. I took the tenets and everything I read them. I became Catholic. I say this because to show you the force and, and, and the purpose of what I had in this proposal of marriage that I made finally. Okay? And... A week or two, be, uh, we, we were preparing to look for an apartment. The what if? The what if? We were preparing to, uh, to, to find an apartment, to go out and buy sheets and, uh, and furniture and stuff of that nature. This was a given between Mary and I. I came home from work. I, I drove home from work one Friday afternoon, and I'm thinking, 
boy, Mary and I are going to get together tomorrow, Saturday. I'm going to, we're going to go to Fortune North downtown. We're going, to, we're going to buy the furniture, the sheets. We'll maybe look for an apartment, okay? That's how committed we were, okay? Friday, I go to meet Mary to tell her tomorrow we're going shopping. And she said, Tip, she said, I'm playing tennis with Dr. Rasmussen tomorrow. He's picking me up at 12 o'clock. Call it vanity. Call it, I, I, was, uh, I was jealous. Call it what you want. I had an argument with Mary, okay? She said he was going to pick her up at noontime. <clears throat> what if? I went home and I had the most miserable night of my life. Making a decision if she didn't have the values that I had at a point in time where we were going to get married, I was ready to cut it off. Exactly with what is going on today with hundreds of couples. It could have happened to me. Now I want you to look at a, at a, at a marriage that took 56 years. I have 18 grandchildren 30 great-grandchildren. You know, I could have thrown that thing over the loop. Be careful the choices that you make. And don't be too hasty. I mean, and you know also what I think? If that were the young lady today, you know what she would say? Get lost. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Chippy, have you... Put that in your cradle. Have you looked looked at... Have you seen this time period that we're in before in America? Are we just repeating history and it's all going to be fine and there's nothing to worry about? We talked about that. You talked about that. Okay. And, you know, you and Harry had that they exchange back and forth. They believe me, this is the greatest country in the world. All these little splinters all around the world, no matter who they are, China, Russia, Japan, United States is top banana. We are going to be okay. And you know what? The money that's going to flow into the United States, and there's going to be an interruption here, and it's going to be sooner than later. But the question is, how long is it going to last? Okay, for the long term, how many people are going to die between now and when it happens and when it's readjusted again, and how many people are going to lose almost everything within this period? We, are, we have a period coming up that is going to be devastating, I think. And you laid it out beautifully this I t- morning. I, t- I, t- I tell you, Chippy, as, as we were, um, I-, I keep saying that it doesn't matter. The way we have always made it is we have always depended on each other that we're always good to each other. Is this, am I looking back with rose-colored glasses on our past? Were people in the Great Depression, did they help each other or were they at each other's oh, absolutely, throats? Absolutely, absolutely, yes. They didn't, yeah. they, weren't, they weren't at each other's throats. Nobody was calling no, each other. But in periods of austerity and suffering, when you don't have bread and you don't have food, you don't have this, you know what you have? You have a relationship, somebody you can talk to. I and mean, just think about that. And maybe you help me. And maybe, you know, you talk to him and you, he can help you. Yes, that's what I call austerity. And I, I say that the colleges and universities should make austerity 
a, an austerity subject that should be studied, especially today, where everybody thinks, that's eh, okay, I'm going to graduate, I'm going to be CEO. Doesn't work that way. What, was, what would be your advice to um, um, people who are... Um, 20, My advice? 20 years old and just starting out in the work world. Yeah, because when you say these young people today, that's pretty much everybody. We're, we're, talking, uh, to, you. we're talking to Chippy, who's 101, almost 102 years old, seen, seen everything and remembers it all. I see what's going on in the colleges. And, uh, and you know, when something, regardless what it is, needs change, right? It takes time. Now, you see, we're having, the, we're having a transition in our government with the, with the presidential election. Obama's going to be out, and uh, Donald Trump is going to be in. Do you know what? He has an army of people researching for 4,500 jobs in the government that are going to be wiped out, cleaned up from the Obama situation to come and follow a policy, hopefully, that's going to be a good policy to follow. Okay? In schooling, in the university, it doesn't work that way. They're still entrenched, whoever they are. Yeah. Uh, you can't go in there and say, well, now, look, we did it in the government. Let's clear, clear out education. Doesn't work who, that who way. Who is the president? Oh, you take, take the time factors. Who is the president that mm. you were most surprised at, that you thought this guy's not going to be uh, any great, <clears throat> but was great? You know, you may not like this. Oh, boy. <laughs> Richard Nixon was one of my favorites, and I'll tell you why. Mm. He exposed... Uh, 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 President Roosevelt went to Yalta and met with uh, yeah, Stalin. Stalin. And sitting next to the, 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 the yeah, Stalin yeah. was Alger Hiss. Yes. And Alger Hiss, you know, and I understand how these things work. We, we were related with Russia and yeah, so yeah, forth, yeah. but we weren't really a- a- allies, okay? Alger Hiss was spilling... Our secrets or whatever our he was a He was a flat-out communist right. spy. I mean, Richard Nixon nailed him. There was the yeah, McCarthy right. situation yes, yes. that came into play. They nailed him. He went to jail. Alger Hiss went remember, to jail for 18 months, I believe. Yeah, I think a little longer than that. A little longer to, than that. And he was involved with, uh, uh, with uh, Whitaker Chambers. Yes. The papers of yes. Whitaker Chambers, a book yes. that wide, and the papers in the pumpkins that they yeah. hid. Oh and God. the way Alger Hiss was, was pinpointed by his uh, 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 papers that were typed yeah. because of his typewriter. Yeah. They found the typewriter and they relay, oh, what stories? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chippy, it is always good to see you. When is your birthday? May 24th. Every year, 2017. <laughs> Don't send me. Did you ever think? Did you Don't ever think? Did you ever think you would make it past 2000? I remember thinking 2000 was crazy. <clears throat> when I when I was 40, 45, people were living to 65, 68, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Okay. And at that age, I, I was saying to myself, "Good grief! If I can live another 30 years to 70, 
I had that implanted in my mind, I would be happy. I made 70, 80, 90. Uh-huh. Well, we'll see you when you're 110. <laughs> I, I, I'm working on it. <laughs> it is good to see you. God I'm bless you. Yes. All right. Thank um, you very much. When we, I thank when, all of you. When we, uh, when we come <clears throat> back, um, we have the Secretary of uh, uh, State here in, uh, or the Attorney General here in Texas, and he is absolutely fantastic with some great news for you. First, let me tell you our sponsor, Casper. As we get older, our sleep patterns change. Insomnia, restless sleep, less hours of sleep become the norm. If you have an uncomfortable mattress, especially one that traps the heat, it makes these problems worse. You can get a great night's sleep with a Casper mattress. Casper mattress. Try it out for your own self in your home for 100 nights. It was invented with two high-tech foams that guarantee that you sleep comfortable and cool with all the support you need. Time Magazine said it's one of the best inventions of 2015. Your Casper mattress ships for free. Try one in your home for 100 nights risk-free. If you don't love it, they're going to pick it up and refund everything. Go to Casper.com. Use the promo code Beck at $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. It's Casper.com. Offer code Beck at $50 off. Casper.com. The Glenn Beck Program. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Sign up for the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glennbeck.com. I, I think I could talk to him all day long. His, he could go all day. Yeah, his, well, he's getting, he tires out quickly, but he when he yeah, goes, uh, I mean, he's quite honestly amazing. By the way, it is Pat's birthday. <laughs> it is birthday. Pat's birthday. It is not. It is Sunday. It is not my birthday. It is. It is. So I had to get Pat so something special. you got me special. the pants. I did not get you the pants. Come on. I'll be disappointed if it's not the pants. I did not get you the pants. It's a shirt, then. It's the. It's some wacky, weird... It's to be the pants, right? No, the ugly. pants. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, Pat and I have a tradition where we give each other the same pair of pants since mm-hmm. the 1980s. Yeah. And the same... Uh, and I added a shirt a few years ago. But it's not Pat, my birthday, though, till Sunday. I know, but Pat did not give me a birthday present. Yes, I did. No, you did I not. Gave a, I knew it. There's the, the shirt. The shirt that goes... Well, that's pants. new. That's nice. that's the first five. That's been that's about five years. Right but it goes with these. Oh, but it goes with these. Yeah, it goes with these pants. Nice. Still, I noticed you have not taken the tag off of them. Uh, I mean, I've been giving them you. to you since uh, the 1980s. Neither, neither of you. <laughs> and, I had to break into your office to get those pants. So when I was you, hurt. When you I wear hurt. them, you just wear them with the tag. Put the tag in. in. Yeah. 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 Like okay. Pat, you too, <laughs> Pat. You, huh? do, you do that too. I yeah, I, yeah, I do okay. it too. Okay. Yeah, I, and believe it or not, if you look at those, they're like size I don't know, yeah. thirty-two. They used to fit us. <laughs> uh, those days are long, long, long gone. gone. Coming. The Glenn Beck Program.
Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is uh, the day before the uh, the holidays begin officially, at least for us at the studios, as we get ready for Thanksgiving. I walk into the green room today, getting ready for the show, and who is there but the Attorney General of the state of Texas, Ken Paxton, who it just, I mean, he has sunshine and lollipops and Christmas trees in his eyes. He's so happy. And he says, the whole world has changed. Now, the last time I saw him, he was up to his eyeballs in, I think, 20 different lawsuits against the federal government. We're going to check in and see how maybe this election has changed things right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're in a time warp here. To remind me. We see you. Are you going out of town? Attorney General of the great state of Texas, Ken Paxton, a guy who um, uh, last I saw, I think I think we were in 20 different lawsuits against the federal government, were we not? Well, the state of Texas has over 40, probably around 45. I've sued him about 15 times in about a year and eight months. So it's hard to almost keep track of how many exactly on a given day we have, but it's, it's a lot. Wait, can I, and I don't know, feel free not to answer this. <laughs> either way, uh, you know, either way. Um, but was there ever any serious talk at higher levels? I'm not saying your level or the governor's level, but at higher levels, did you ever hear any serious talk about there may come a day where we do need to secede? So, you know, it's interesting you hear Californians talking about that. Right, now. Oregon too. Oregon, Certainly when I was out campaigning for attorney general, there were people, there was a secessionist movement. There were people that... Oh, but that's Texas. It's always, there's, there's always Texans sure. who are like, what are we part of this union for? <laughs> You're right about that. <laughs> right. So, no, I mean, you know, the Governor Perry made mention of it one time and, yeah. and got a lot of coverage for it, but... You know, I don't, beyond that, not, not much. Seriously. We were trying to get our gold back at one point. Did we ever get that back? I think we were trying to do some bank that had, that had gold. our gold. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's ever happened. Yeah. What a surprise there. Um, okay, so tell us um, the good news, because you promised me good news. So the good news is, I, I mean, we were literally on the verge of losing our constitutional form of government, I believe. The separation of powers, the transfer of power from Congress to the courts was going to the administration through all these agencies. He, he would just issue law and then it would be put through instead of going through a representative form of government. It, and then Congress would fund it. And so we were we were filing lawsuits and we were successful in many of these lawsuits in getting preliminary injunctions, which means we stop it for a while, yeah. stays, which means we stop it for a while. So we, we stopped, for instance, the amnesty program that Obama tried to put in place in the, at the end of 2014. Mm-hmm. It was his worst legal defeat in eight years because it slowed everything down. It stopped him from implementing. But the truth was some of those were really Hail Marys with no receiver out in the, out in the coverage. Because if we had lost this election and, and Hillary had appointed another liberal judge, I'm not convinced that we would have lost many of our, our freedoms and also this separation of powers and all of these cases where we're trying to control this overreach by the federal government and an out-of-control executive, 
I think we we had a chance so to lose. Tell it. me how do we how do we uh, because I haven't heard anybody talk about this right now. The left, George Soros has you know called together a convention of of the Democrats and the lefties, and basically has said how do we stop them from making and reversing all the things that we've done. And how do we get back into power? Let's just say Donald Trump is a great president and and has eight years. How do we stop this back and forth? Because what they'll do is then they'll come in and they'll reverse everything that you've done. So, yeah, I, I agree. How so, do we do this? Question. So one, he, Trump has to immediately rescind all these executive actions. That's, that's the first thing. That he said of, he would do that on day right, one. And that gets rid of our Title IX issue or with the transgender bathroom issue. That gets rid of illegal immigration uh, issue that Obama put through. But there's still all these rules that are in place for all these agencies. They have to go back and undo those or at least not defend the lawsuits they're in. And then Congress, this is all going to come back to Congress. They need to pass laws that box in these agencies so that when we get, if we end up back with another Democratic president and more liberal courts, they're at least boxed in by the language right. of the, the statutes. The, 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 the law needs to be that the agency can work within it, but if you're doing a regulation, the regulation has to come from Congress. Absolutely. Then. Yeah, so we had, in 2014, 3,200 pages of laws passed by Congress. Do you have any idea what, regu- what, the, what the administrative agencies passed? Over 80,000 pages. That's like 25 times more laws from the agencies. That can't keep happening. Did you see um, TARP, or not TARP, um, uh, the stimulus package when it came out? Did you see the actual printed stimulus? I actually did not. Okay, I did. And it was... I think, wasn't it, didn't it happen, Pat, do you remember right before inauguration it was out already or right after? It was, I mean, it was within weeks of him getting in the office. Yeah. And we printed it out and it was huge and it was sitting on my kitchen table and we were all taking pieces of it and reading it. And I said, this isn't six months of work. This has been in the works forever. Um, and what they have done, what we have watched them do has been monumental. God only knows with a brain like Cass Sunstein, what levers they have pulled that we don't even know they've pulled. No, I I think you're absolutely right. And you're right. There's no way they developed that. And just, this was designed. Yes. Years. And they got in power and they just did it. They did it. Because we have all three branches of government, the Republicans, have, there is an opportunity here to, at least with the law, narrow in what all of these agencies can do. And Will I, they do it? And you and I both know there's one thing, there's one thing that was universal in Washington, D.C., at least I believe, when Donald Trump won, and that was whew, because they held on to power. It wasn't about, for a lot of people in Washington, it was about the Constitution but I think even more, it was about power. They will do whatever they have to to hold on to power. Yeah, and I, you know, I just had a meeting of all the Republican AGs in Texas. I hosted an event, and that is that was our focus. We are going to continue. You know, we've been suing the federal government in, in groups, in mass. Some of these lawsuits have been 27 states, 25 states, 21 states. We just had one this week that we argued on overtime where they made up these new overtime rules that are massively going to affect business. And we had 21 states in that. But our message to Congress is, please, for the future of the country, go in and rein in these, these agencies because they are basically taking over the legislative branch of government and, for all effective purposes, even the courts because the courts were giving them deference. 
they weren't even reviewing what these agencies were doing as much as they reviewed what Congress did. So we were fundamentally losing the most important part of our Constitution, which was this idea of separation of powers, because ultimately the founders, as you know, did not trust power in the hands of too few people. And if, if they let that go and they don't fix it now, we will get it. We, we were that close to losing it. And that's what I think we need to prevent. So um, what, um, what happens to all of the lawsuits now? Do they have to, can they just be dropped? It depends. So the the ones that were done by, so it's so interesting that Obama did a lot of them by executive order, which is very easy to do because he doesn't have to use Congress at all. Those are the easiest ones to get rid of because now Trump can go back and undo them the same way. So hopefully those just go away. The ones that were put through by agencies through the Administrative Procedures Act, where they actually passed final rules, went through a comment period and all that, the agency is going to have to come back and undo that, or the Trump administration could stop defending those lawsuits. I mean, just say, we're not defending them anymore. And we'll, we'll, we, we'll win. So, and then the third is like Obamacare. We have our own Obamacare lawsuit because they, in, in this process, they created new taxes for all the states, which is not in statutes. Right, it's costing right. Texas $120 million a year, so it's costing every state millions of dollars. Not in any statute. We're going to have to go back and have Congress undo statutory changes like that. But there are only very few statutory changes made. It was all mostly done through agencies. When they say we're going to repeal and replace, I've I've hated that from the beginning because I want the free market to replace. But Donald Trump is, and and so are the GOP, they're still doing, they want the 26 years old and you're still a kid and you can't can't, uh, turn away somebody for pre-existing conditions. So the government is still going to be involved in there. But it's my understanding that they can't just shut it all down now. It's in and it's never really going away. Well, I hope that's not true. I think they can, over time, shut it down. It's it's obviously not something they're going to shut down in one day, but they need to pass provisions that wean people off of what we have and go to what you're talking about, which is we need to break down barriers across state lines so that we can have competition. We need to do tort reform like we've done in Texas, which has driven down uh, medical costs in Texas because we don't have these outlandish lawsuits. And we need to have a complete free market reform because there is no perfect system. But by far the best one we have is free market, not the government. If you government. were on the other side, what would you be doing right now? If I was on the Democrat... If you were on the progressive side, I don't even want to say Democrat. If you were on the progressive, let's destroy the Constitution and have this an administrative state, what to, would you be doing? Do I have to tell them that? <laughs> <laughs> what should we be watching for? You know, I would say that the key is watching to see if they slow Congress down from making some of these... Congress doesn't have to do a whole lot to fix this. They can literally just put bounds around what what was happening because fundamentally congress was losing all authority do you hear anybody do you hear anybody in washington writing that talking about that knowing that that spearheading that i don't know anybody specifically but they are certainly going to hear from many of the ag attorney generals from across the country because that is what we've been fighting for eight years okay i have one important question i must ask sure this (laughs) this is definitely coming (laughs) I, I want to go to my, my fancy phone right now, and I want to go and go to my FanDuel app, and I want to enter my FanDuel contest. But when I do that, it tells me I cannot answer in, or I cannot enter in Texas, of all places, the place of freedom where you're being. You know what? You know what? He'd like to do that, and he'd like to do that in the Tesla that I can't buy in <laughs> Texas sure. because of the laws in Texas. Lee, are we getting this stuff cleared up or what? So, so – uh, FanDuel 
chose to leave Texas. They, they, they made a choice based on state law. They, they were not forced to leave Texas. They chose to leave Texas. Because, because they want to be on the right side of, of you. Right. right? Well, no, not on me. Not of you, I don't but make the state. They want, they want to be on the right side of the government, so they're trying to be as cautious as so, possible. So in Texas, you can have a fantasy football league, and you can also have betting in that fantasy football league. But the law is very clear that a third party can't take a cut of that. So that's just Texas law. My job was to issue an opinion. I was asked, what's the law in Texas? And I told them what the law was. None of that's my personal opinion. I write opinions every day that I agree with and don't agree with. So I, what he's saying is, we shouldn't kill him, Stu. That's right. I, let me live another day. No, that's up to, to the Texas legislature. Current law is what it is. And, and many states have similar laws. So it's not like fantasy sports are outlawed. It's mm-hmm. just that you can't have a third party taking a cut. Okay, so if we, we, we need to pressure the legislature to change that, and then we can get this. Yeah, going. or just have your own league where you're are you your own money in. Are you for, are you, are you for Article 5? You know what? I, I, States. I'm very open to that. The, the challenge, though, is the one challenge I've always wondered about is if we're not following the Constitution now, what does changing the Constitution, mm. I mean, how does that fix that? That's my fundamental issue with it. Otherwise, I like well, the idea. At least of, be clear on it. <laughs> I, no, I'm, I'm yeah. look, I love the idea. I love the balanced budget ideas. I love almost every idea. What I can't figure out is if you get a president like President Obama who doesn't care about the Constitution, who ignores it anyway, does fixing, adding some clarity in a certain spot, does that change the fact that he's going to ignore it? You have to have people in office who are going to follow what, what you write, yeah, right? And if they're not going to, how does changing it fix that? Can we go back to what Glenn brought up? I, I, I think we're all stunned that Texas, uh, as free as it is here, doesn't allow a freestanding car dealership. How is that possible? How can Tesla not be able to come here and just have their own dealership. Hang on just a second. I've got to take a break and give you a chance to answer that here. Uh, but first, let me tell you uh, about our sponsor. It is Goldline. You know, this this rot, I, 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 people are hopeful. I'm even hopeful that we can change things and we can move in the right direction. But this uh, deficit, this debt, uh, the banks, the way they have structured things because of uh, because of the bailouts, things are bad. And it's happening all over the world. It is a fragile economy. So now, what are you doing to make sure that you are prepared? Make sure that you have spread the risk around. Um, you shouldn't have all of your money in, in you know, peanuts and tulips or whatever. You want to have some stocks. You want to have some bonds. You want to have some in the bank. You also want to have some gold or silver. If you will, please look into Goldline and find out if Goldline uh, can help you with your purchase of gold or silver. I recommend them highly. They're the only company that I have ever used um, to buy gold or silver. I think they are, I mean, they're, they're rated A plus by the BBB and they've been in business for 50 years. And, you know, usually guys like this guy will put you out of business if you're screwing people before you get to 50 years old. Um, Goldline, buy with confidence and... Um, Prepare for the rainy days. Now is the time to make sure that you are buckled up. Goldline. Read their important risk information and find out if gold or silver is right for you. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, don't tell Glenn. But right now, you can become a Blaze TV member and start watching for only $1. You'll get 30 days to watch all live and on-demand programming. Check it out now at theblaze.com slash TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. 
program. Talking to Ken Paxson, he is the uh, attorney general uh, for the great state of Texas, a really good straight shooting guy. And I will tell you, it is people like you that made me want to move to Texas um, because I feel like our state is in good hands and we at least abide by the Constitution. And we want people like you to move to Texas. So we're happy you're here. Good. Now, can we talk about building the wall on the northern border, it's time, it's time to stop all this riffraff from coming in. You know what I mean? Now that we're going to keep those New Yorkers and Californians out of here. Absolutely. We're here. I'm kind of with you. Yeah. Um, so, so on Tesla. On <laughs> back to Tesla. You. This You're going to say this is a really a hot topic for the two of us. We yeah. can't believe we live in Texas, of all places, and you can't cowboy up enough to say, I want to open up a dealership for, you, tech, you, for you, Tesla. You can't. You've got the legislative process to go through, which you go down and make your pitch. It really is illegal to have a freestanding car dealership? How is that? So my, my understanding, I'm not an expert on this. Issue. My understanding okay. is you can't direct, the manufacturer can't directly sell to the consumer in Texas. I think that's similar in a lot of other states. That is an, if, if people want that, if they want that change, the process is set up for the legislature to, to make the change, but it has to go through. And that was that was really put. That, I mean, that was a favor done at some point. Yeah, the dealership, some massive, you know, some massive dealership lobby or yeah, they came in and said, hey, let's make sure that nobody can come in. And, That's crazy. Yeah, it's really foolish. I've seen that in Texas, you know, because I mean, uh, but it's been around. It's been around for what? Does that for, make it right? Ken? No, I'm not saying it does. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just telling you, it's been around a long time, and and there is a process. No, it's cancer. Exactly. I'm not disagreeing with cancer. Boils have been around for a very long. Scurvy was with the pirates. Do you get get that a lot, though? Because, you know, I think this is going to happen with Trump, too. People are going to be tempted to use all the crazy things that Democrats have done for the past eight years. Just to fix it with a pen. Conservative things. Mm -hmm. Do you get that a lot? Do you get people? A a lot of people want me to do things that is not within my constitutional authority to do because they want me to go fix something. And even though I agree with the topic, it's not my job to fix certain things. My job is to to represent the state of Texas in legal actions and to defend the Constitution. That's what, that's, you know, it bothered me when I saw that 26% of everybody who voted um, on this last election, last election wanted a strong man. That scared me. We don't want a strong man. We had one of those, and he just, he's leaving office. <laughs> yeah, we want a strong constitutional uh, viewpoint. We want a strong balance of power. We want a strong leader, but we want a strong leader that believes in the separation of powers and yes. does his job in that in that role. How concerned, nothing more, nothing less. How concerned were you with um, the way the Department of Justice and Comey and everybody else handled this Hillary Clinton thing? I mean, from the outside, it I can't understand how somebody who took pictures of their little hovel inside a submarine went to prison, and Hillary Clinton, nothing was wrong. I, I it's. It was concerning. It's hard not to have a lack of trust in the justice system when you see somebody like her not even have a real investigation. You know, he, he basically came out and said, yeah, we are looking into this. And suddenly they went through 650,000 emails in like, what, two or three days? That's not a real investigation. And so it's hard to trust. I think that's going to be one of the uh, big functions of, of this new administration there's a there's is dealing with the department of justice and fixing some of the corruption and clean it out because we have to have confidence in the rule of law that's going to be applied fairly to everybody you know when we get if if the justice department for the republicans or the democrats anybody becomes just a tool um to persecute or protect we got nothing we have nothing left 
Absolutely. I totally agree with that. that it, it is, Americans know that we've got a problem, I think. And I, I think that may oh. be why we had a change. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you for me. all of the things. Say hi to your wife. I will, and y'all have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you very you much. Too. Okay. Back in just a second, speaking of Thanksgiving, we have a couple of things that I think you're really going to love for Thanksgiving. Food? Uh, yes. You're going to food. Uh, food. It, was it is. We're wasting away out here. Pikeakin. Oh. It's about Pikeakin time. Oh. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Ken Paxton, uh, who is uh, with us, he's the attorney general of uh, the great state of Texas. He's got some great stuff on uh, global warming that we have to talk about here in a second. But, uh, uh, but we also have, see, we are innovators. We didn't come to Texas to play by the rules. That's right. Okay, so we're innovating here. Don't tell that to the attorney general. So, <laughs> I mean, we're playing absolutely by every rule. But we love innovation. So anyway, so um, my sister... Um, made a, uh, a... I'm not your sister. You're pointing at me like I'm... No, sister. I know. It's... Woof. I don't know. My sister made a uh, pie-cakin, which is you bake a pie, and then when, you, when you're finished, then you take a cake pan, you fill it half with the batter of the cake, then you take the pie and turn it over and just plop it in there, and then you cover it with the rest of the cake batter. So it's... When you cut it, it's a chocolate cake with a slice of pie in it. So can you buy this? No. <laughs> that would be a real Texan yeah, selling no. it. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> we're, we're just this. We're just innovating. Thinking, we're, yeah. just, we're innovating. We're, this is this, we're still in, in uh, R&D. We'd have to actually deep fry it to sell it in Texas. That's yeah. true. Good point. Good point. <laughs> okay, so what did you make, well, Matthew? I got... A little bit uh, different inspiration when I was at the bakery today. Oh, I was wait, si- wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, I know I'm an innovator. We have any weight? No, you can't innovate before no, you we can't innovate the innovation. You want another? You know the reason? Because you hate cherry, and I that was do. the only pie I could get was cherry pie. And so I said, "Sounds to me like you, you didn't go." What? What? What are we living only in? One? We have one. Well, we have one in store all the, in Texas. What are we living? You want to hear what I stuffed it with? Wait, wait, hold on. If we've learned one thing from the gay marriage bakery story, is that there's other bakeries you can go. Right. To. Yes, right. right. Thank That's you. Exactly Absolutely. right. Okay. So anyway, so you were lazy. You only went to one store, and then <laughs> yeah. what did you do? And guess what I saw? Jelly-filled donuts. Ooh. That's not as good as pie. What? It's pretty good. That's though. pretty amazing. What is that? It's not pie. What is that? A Donut. Hey, well, see you guys later if you don't want this <laughs> donut cake. No, 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 say, say. Yeah, okay. I mean, what are you calling it? I don't know. Well, <laughs> no, don't don't get. Well, the two don't, options. Don't wait, wait. Oh no, you can give them. To, go ahead. Give There's them the, the dough cake. Dough cake or the cake nut. The cake I don't nut. think the second one works. As, no, that at all. No, no. I don't want to. <laughs> so the dough cake, I think we go with. All right. Yeah. Do, okay. Do gel so cake. The, the, the gel cake. So you maybe move the gel cake. Okay. The gel cake. Okay, so mm-hmm. if and I, I see, I was excited for the pie. Me too. Crust in the pie, I and you know. set it all up. You right. explained it all. Yeah, and I know. Then it's not there. Can we sue him? Would we have a case? <laughs> 
we'll discuss. Yeah, he yeah. didn't. He, we'll I mean, the promise versus performance here. He, he, we, you can pound all you this want. This is a but consumer fraud, I think. The deal was exactly a consumer fraud. I'm sorry, Attorney General. Say that again, please. I think this might be a consumer fraud. Whoa. Right oh, whoa. I would uh, hate you to can get, think. I would be hoping this is pretty good gel dome cake. <laughs> Trouble damages for that, by the way. Trouble damages. Yeah. What? Lots. Like how much? Triple. Like, triple, triple damages. Yeah, because oh, wow. of the deceptions. Yes. Wow. This, we got to have him on the show See, more. Often. I guess this I better be good. This is working out you well. Better for be us. Good. <laughs> you better. You gotta. You better believe this. Better be good. Okay, that looks pretty good. Look at, when it's still, oh, look at that. It's it looks, still steaming. That looks pretty good. Okay, so what kind of filling is in That's the? That's not the point. There's uh, some jelly. There's some custard. Oh my god. You really care? <laughs> no, I really don't. I really don't. But. Uh, Okay, so tell us about the global warming good news. Okay, so, you know, we had a case where the uh, AG from the Virgin Islands came in and was after Exxon with a criminal subpoena to get all their records on climate Mm. change for 40 years. Texas intervened in that case. Within two months, he withdrew and left the state. That was the first thing. Second, there's a second suit by the attorney general from New York and Massachusetts against Exxon. We filed an ambicus brief with 20 other states saying... This is a violation of their free speech rights on climate change. So today, my understanding is that the federal judge said we need to have those two AGs, those two attorney generals, be deposed in the state of Texas on this very issue. So it's, it's, we're making good progress. We're making them come here. Yes, they're coming to Texas. Have, have, is that usual to have an attorney general, two attorney generals, come to another state to be deposed? I've never heard of it before. It's, yeah, I mean, obviously it could have happened in the past, but this is, uh, it's interesting. Let's just I say. would give this to the attorney general here. He's the man. <laughs> he said he could sue me. <laughs> yeah, they better make sure that it's good. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. The jelly is just leaking up the side. <laughs> that looks pretty good. See, you know, the, 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 the oh. thing on this is, what oh, the, no. don't, I mean, don't talk the? trash. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, is so Oh, I'm calling my attorney oh, wow. any minute. He didn't give me you a better fork, luck if you so. called your yeah, wife. He didn't give, give me, me more trouble. He didn't even give you. There's no forks with this? Nice oh, wow. wow. We're awesome. so. Is there a lemon donut in there? They're all different. They're little surprises. What? Oh, I don't wow. like surprises. Surprise donuts? How much, you want me to open up the donut Either. before I buy it? Oh, no. Crazy. Usually they're categorized by flavor, no? Where? Surprisingly. It's a terrible bakery I went to. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. Mm. Right, I mean, it's good cake, but. Good. Mm-hmm. Good cake, Christmas but I mean, will, it... Christmas will do the pie. Oh, yeah. No, Christmas will do the pie. about? Oh, my gosh. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's good. So it's got, it's like yeah, well, you can custard in Yes, it's good. Yeah. Wow. I like it. Okay. I like it. It's good. I just hit the really donut. good. Mm-hmm. I just hit the because donuts and cakes are not shaped the same. Right. Yes, that's a good point. Um, thank you. That's a really good analysis. So you don't get a little piece of donut in every bite? That is delicious once you hit the donut. Oh, yeah. That's not the point, Glenn. And second, we need some ice cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I, Okay, so we figured out if we deep freeze the, with dry ice, the ice cream, right? Okay. We might be able to cook it in. Really? You got to fry it, right? Yeah. You can fry it, but can you cook it in? If it's deep, if it's if it's frozen with dry ice. So you're, you're trying to get an ice pie, cream. the ice cream, and the and cake. The cake. <laughs> Look, if it's all baked in, then you don't feel like a pig. You go to the table <laughs> for dessert at Christmas or Thanksgiving, and you have a piece of pie and a piece of cake and some ice cream, you feel like a pig. Yeah. But if it's all baked into one beautiful <laughs> wedge. Just one bite. One, one bite of one. I'm just having one. I'm just mm-hmm. having one. I don't need one dessert. 
I'm good. Oh, yeah. It's like Halloween candy yeah. from yesterday, yeah? Yeah, it's good. Very it's good. good. Yeah. yeah, that's delicious. I feel sorry for your viewers. Hey, so was there, anything, was there anything special that you have to do? Just, or you just drop no, Well, what's funny is that uh, Dana shared it yesterday. Was, this was like going viral, the pie cakens. Really? Yeah. And so there was all sorts of, you know, like carrot cake with pumpkin pie in it and like mm-hmm. all these. Oh. Yeah. So you, so used, just you a, used the pie cake on another show. Is that why you couldn't bring it out here? Ah, oh, now that is good. No. That's a good argument. But I should have because Dana is. Is what? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, is what? Is what? The one that doesn't pie. pay you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Might be looking for another job. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just ate a donut and a piece of cake. Okay, so my sister... That's not a, that's, that was not a good move. My sister is. Um, my sister has made a video of her making it with her recipe. I saw the pictures of it. Have you seen the pictures of it? Oh, my gosh. In, you know, my in sister, her video... My sisters are... They're bakers. Yeah. My, you know, my one sister has her own pie company. You can bet my wife will be making these two. And my other sister is just evil. She just makes them <laughs> for fun. Yeah. And she's the one making Michelle's the one making this. And she sent me pictures today. Oh, my God. Gosh, because she starts with the... So she can holler at us for eating it. Yeah, that's... Yes. A, isn't she a... Uh-huh. Yes. She's a health coach. Yeah, for simple to lose. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to drop that. Minute. Making this, she's going to holler skinny. at us for doing that. She makes all this stuff, and then she's skinny. It really hacks she's me. She's trying out. to make a profit. Now, I will say, <laughs> get everybody fat. In her, in her video, does she actually tell people, you know, what stores to go to to purchase the goods, or does she just assume no, she will go to a store that sells the actual goods you need? <laughs> <laughs> no, she'll say, you know what? If you go to one store and they don't have the right kind of pie, give up because you'll <laughs> never find another store that has anything that you need. <laughs> this is the this is like Little House on the Prairie. We live out on a food desert where there's only one store that carries pies, mm. and only cherry pie, mm-hmm. and only cherry, <laughs> only cherry pie. pie. Now, just so you know, coming up next hour. And Ken, you're more than welcome to stay. <laughs> coming up next hour. A little invention that I worked on last year that is delicious. Now, Matthew says there's a possibility he can make this even better. Oh, boy. Do you think it involves pork. So usually you add that to anything. Okay. That makes so it. what it is, I've always liked a, I've always liked Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving meal for breakfast the next morning. Okay, I go and have the whole, the whole, <clears throat> the whole meal again for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Last year, I introduced the Thanksgiving dinner to a waffle iron. Genius. Yes. Genius. Genius. And so now, I have the Thanksgiving meal as waffles, and it is delicious. Genius. So he says he can make it souped up, so he's been making Thanksgiving meal all day today, so we're going to have that as waffles. We did not get into this shape by right. fooling around. I won't speak for Ken here, but um, you know, the rest of us are all, are, are all fatties. And you notice the one person who's not eating it is Matthew, who's the only person who's actually in shape. So there's a reason. This is, this, we've worked hard at this, okay, to look like <laughs> yeah. this. Right. Uh, you know, you, he's I mean, constantly, can I tell you something? We're dedicated to our job. Yeah. He's constantly, he's like, oh, I can only look for one pie because I got to go to the gym. No, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's your priorities right. We work hard at this. A gym that sells pies. There you go. That's a great idea. <laughs> a great idea. I might even go to that gym. 
Right, because you can eat the pie and then you can say, I'll work out after after I eat the pie, and then you'll feel too fat and then you're just Yeah, just like I gotta I gotta sleep this one off. I'm gonna come back tomorrow. <laughs> that certainly changes the demographics of that clientele. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you only need like one treadmill. That's it, just this one treadmill. No one ever really gets it. There's a long it. line for it. I couldn't go. There was a... And you know what's on the treadmill? Pies. They just keep coming down, going to the next person. All right. Um <clears throat> Delicious. I bet uh, you didn't think you were doing that today. Nope. Yeah. Uh, you thought you were talking about issues. And great surprise. Was I that just it. all box cake and stuff? Yeah. What kind of box cake was that? That was really good. Eddie Crocker. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh, sorry. What other? Is there other box there, cakes? <laughs> yes, there are. But if you'd gone yes. to another store, you would have seen them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like? I like a company that hires a chef that goes to one store and buys a box cake. <laughs> <clears throat> What the hell? What do we hire you for? We can get somebody else that can make a box cake. Did you at least start from scratch with the the turkey? Did you actually yes, start with just the corn and the, the feed? Turkey. Yes, it's the Lando, egg and Lando the corn Lakes and the turkey. feed and what? Lando Lakes turkey. Lando Lakes. Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> and now this: the company you keep uh, defines who you are. You're questioning yourself right now, Ken, aren't you? You're saying, good heavens, I hope that's not true. Um, when you hire somebody, it determines um, how your company is going to uh, run, what your company is is going to uh, put out at the end, what kind of uh, um, uh, atmosphere that you have for your customer and for your coworkers. To find the right job candidate, especially if you are a small businessman like I am, I don't, I, I mean, I don't have time to... Um, posted a hundred different job sites and try to find the right person is really, really hard. I mean, that's why you're hiring someone. I'm out of time. ZipRecruiter can help post a hundred plus job sites with one single click, including Twitter and Facebook and everything else. You can find the candidates in any city, industry, nationwide. You post once and you watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. So there's no juggling of emails or calls to your office. They're easily they're easy to screen. You rate them. You hire the right person fast. It's been used by over a million businesses, including mine. Right now, you can post your jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com uh, slash Beck. Again, try it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Hire the right person. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck. Mercury. Program. 888-727-BECK. So, Ken Paxton, our attorney general, he said, uh, you know, I, I think I'll stay. Uh, you know, I just, I just want to see the waffle. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, me too. I just want to see it. <laughs> the end of my fork. Um, uh, so we're going we're gonna to make that uh, uh, next. Did you guys see it last, last year when I, when I made it on, on uh, Facebook? No, I don't think I did. Yeah. Oh man, I, did. I don't follow you. So. That's why I when gave really, you. Uh, you know, what? Wait, yeah, I'm not. I'm not friends with you. No, <laughs> you're. You can. That's the one you can block or mute, right? That's the one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, uh, I'm not following. Wow, people. I. Huh. I mean, with that particular one, all you got to do is thumb up him. You're good. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. So anyway, so uh, it's really good, and I don't know now. This now Matthew has not made this. I mean, this is really kind of you know 
This is kind of my territory. Um, but Matthew has not made this, and it's the best when you can get the crust of the, quote, stuffing waffle right. uh, to be crisp. So it's nice and crispy on the Right, because we were clarifying this in the break, and it's important for America to understand. There's no actual waffle batter in the Thanksgiving There probably should waffle. be. There might, that might not be a yeah, bad we, addition. We talked about that waffle this morning. Waffle batter, and then you put the Thanksgiving Day stuff in it. I don't think so. And then you make, the, you make it into a waffle. The way I, you have it formed, if I understand this correctly, be, and you're the architect here, so I want to, you know, you could speak for yourself, of course, but... Uh, it's the stuffing that essentially forms the waffle. Yeah, you it. put stuffing down on the waffle iron first. Mm-hmm. Put the stuffing down. And then you put, you know, I, I put usually either sweet potatoes or the, the mashed potatoes. Because I make killer mashed potatoes. Yes, you do. So can... you put the mashed potatoes down. Then you put, like, your turkey and maybe some cranberry sauce or whatever. Then you go for the sweet potato layer. Then you go for the last layer of stuffing. And you lock that baby in until it becomes nice and crispy. So you know there's a lot of restaurants that do waffles and chicken, chicken and waffles. Yeah. Yeah. Thanksgiving and waffles. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't need the chicken. We got the turkey in the waffle. So It's just mm-hmm. about efficiency. I mean, you know, we, this is how we innovate in this country, move right. the economy forward. How much time would you save if everything you ate was just a giant waffle? Right. Uh, when all the food just was inside this is of a waffle. Of like form. just going to McDonald's and taking a, a quarter pounder and putting it in a waffle iron. This <laughs> just, just calling it a Big Mac waffle. What? Well, there's some weird <laughs> excuse you have with yourself the, the day after Thanksgiving that you can pretty much do anything without shame. Uh, oh, and no, it the is next waffle week. Is that, right? Next week, but not really. Uh, you know, as I'm getting a little older, and maybe it's because of the way my wife is looking at me, like, you're not really going to put all of that on your plate, are you? <laughs> um it used to be shame-free. It used to be a couple of days of shame-free, but now oh it's... Oh, my gosh. No, now, no, now there's a little shame coming into it. So this is you with shame? This is me with shame. Wow! Yeah, you should have met me before I had shame. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was ugly. It was ugly. And, uh, and I'm still a little bit uh, on the ugly side. So we go to the uh, Thanksgiving waffle. Next. What do we call that, Matthew? We, we need a name for that. I think you nailed it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, that was, was clever. Too. I worked a long time on that. Thanksgiving waffle name. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. In this amazing movie studio in Dallas, Texas, for me, is a whole bunch of yummy food. We're going to take Thanksgiving and make it into a waffle. But I will tell you, there's also a scandal brewing that I just found out about our attorney general here at the great state of Texas, who's with us. And gentlemen, may I just ask for your verdict, is he a man we can trust? Look at how little cake he ate. Oh, wow. Chocolate cake wow. with donuts baked inside of it, mm. and he barely touched it. So, no, I ate plenty. I was just waiting for the first course that we missed. Right. Uh, no, no, if I don't, you lost your man card at no. least on this show. We'll get to. We're gonna we're gonna show you a this by doing that. Yeah. Okay. Do you want all this? You can look. You can come home to your wife every night like we do, and have her look at you and go. 
Wow. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. We begin right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, perfect. I can eat mashed potatoes. Let's take a that. Excuse me. <laughs> no, excuse me. I just, I was standing here. So there really is a waffle maker. You put everything in there, is that? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... Now, you know, the waffle idea is great, but what if... Now, just stay with me for a second. Hang on, your plate already... What if we take some mashed potatoes, Yes. you know, a little gravy, Uh throw them on the mashed potatoes, you take some turkey... We've been here before. (laughs) You've seen this movie. You take some turkey, put it on there... And maybe a little stuffing. You're just putting it on and, your plate. Uh, you're just, just putting it on your plate. This is just, and you just put it on your plate. Right. Eat before the rest. And of you take it over right. to your seat right. and you eat it. That's a right. genius idea. Well, what happens after you've done that like the third time, Pat? <laughs> uh, you, you generally. I don't know what you mean. You generally. I'm not just, sure what you're even saying. You generally just sit in your chair, undo your pants a bit, and then sleep. That's what you do. <laughs> That's what you do. So okay. night, night, Pat. Night, night. Okay, so this is something that I worked on last year. And have you played with this at all, to, uh, Matthew, to see? I haven't yet. Okay, so... I watched, I watched your Facebook post you did last year. Okay, and did I was... actually make it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I made yes, it on did. the video? Yes, yeah. Okay, so uh, help me out because I haven't done it in a year. Spray. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> but I did. I started with the... I started with the... Um, the stuffing for sure. The stuffing for sure, right? Yeah, okay. the closest thing to bread we got. Okay, so you put the stuffing on. Top and bottom, right? Why don't you, yep. I'm going to help here, Matthew. So here, you do it. So far, it doesn't look good. No, it, it, oh, it does doesn't. not look good. I'm leaning so toward far. Pat's dish. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, really good. Then what did I put on next, Matthew? Uh, mashed potatoes. Now, these are not my mashed potatoes. My mashed potatoes, if you eat them uh, north of the Mason Dixon line uh, in the winter, and you walk outside after eating my mashed potatoes, you could congeal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pro- I, if I remember them right, they were like seventy percent. What is this? This is it's all cheese. Mashed potatoes. Yeah, it's cheese. It's like four different kinds of cheese: mm-hmm. sour cream, cream cheese. Wow, Caggio cheese. It's fondue. You make fondue. Yeah, <laughs> and, really put and heavy cream. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and heavy cream, and it's oh, wow. delicious. Now, is wow. there any dairy in that? Oh, yeah. Um, a little? A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Oh, and I forgot. Uh, a little bit of chicken stock. But he never well, mentions, n- yeah. mentions that there's potatoes in this. No, there's okay. no. So then, what's after then we go with the uh, turkey. The turkey. Now, we could try turkey. Uh, I noticed you tried ham in here. You want to make one ham and one turkey? Yeah, why not? All right, so we'll put some turkey in here. <laughs> this oh. is an unbelievable idea. This really is. Now, when, when they... It gets good when... Everything uh, is. You know, a guy came up with this. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, then I think we go with sweet potatoes. potatoes. Yes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We need to put some uh, cranberry? cranberry on there. Oh, 
No, the cranberry sauce. And that's the cranberry sauce mm. from the can. That's the way you got to do it. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I know. Uh, yeah. What are the other choices? That... They have, like, the, like, hey, this is fancy. Like, we went to college cranberry sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want anything to, to do with that. Well, I don't think we can. <laughs> we made this ourselves. More than one thing of each item. I mean, we had to go to different stores for that. That's true. <laughs> that's true, yeah. I don't get that joke, Jeffy. I don't. Okay, it's still being built. Now, we've added this, the uh, sweet potatoes. potatoes. Now, so, you know, ice sweet potatoes also tend to be riddled with sugar. <laughs> and so the, uh, I mean, you, no diabetic can even get within 100 yards of my house on Thanksgiving. No. Um, and so, uh, right. and then you close it. Oh, my gosh. Does it close? Yeah, it, uh, well, it's, you know. Kind of. Does it lock down at all? I don't know. There's no way that's locking down. It's like you're trying to put four months of clothes in a tiny suitcase. Down. Yeah, that's not going to That's how I feel on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. All right, so any idea? Because uh, it's best when the... the it's, crispy. Uh, it's crisp. It's crispy. Yeah. Just, it's, you've got a long time to hold that thing down. There. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on in there. Did you... I mean, do you normally stuff it that much, Glenn? No, his all, all of his stuff is a little um, like my mashed potatoes are smoother because okay. they're mainly yeah. cheese. Cheese <laughs> and the uh, your mashed cheese is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, and the and the the sweet potatoes are more smooth because they're mainly sugar. Sugar, sugar. okay. So I tend to cook healthier. So yeah, he's like, weird. oh, let's not die of a heart attack this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, huh? So what? So you remained married after doing this at your house? My wife actually reveled in it. Really? Yeah. Eats it? Mm. Yeah, oh yeah, she ate it. She we had to go it. out and buy a and waffle. She's not as big as me. <laughs> Where did the idea come from? I mean, how did you come I have absolutely it? no idea. But it is your idea. I don't know. <laughs> I don't if you know. if you were prosecuting That's, a case and that would and concern was, me. Yeah. That, that answer yeah. would concern I don't know. It might have been my daughter's, so he might have I don't know. I have no idea. I know that every year... Could you have seen it online somewhere? I might have seen it online, or my daughters may have seen it online. I'm not sure. I just know last year, somehow the waffle iron became involved. Mm. It's odd, because most talk radio shows don't have a Thanksgiving special mm-hmm. uh, that they air. Um, but well, We don't really either. Especially just... not be not a week before Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, no. Typically, no. Basically, we are going on vacation today... And so this isn't really much as a of a special as it is. We're hungry. We're screwing off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've gone through what eighteen news? months of an election. Yeah. Uh, and we've got a new president coming in in a few months. We've got a couple weeks here where we can relax a little okay. bit. It's okay. To, all we want to do is eat eighteen thousand calories of waffles. Is that's all we're asking? Is breakfast. That so much that's breakfast. breakfast. It's, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it's if you can have thirty six hundred calories to start your day. <laughs> That's going to be a good day. It saves time, right? You don't have to eat any of the meals the rest of the day. What? There you go. Well, until, until lunch. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. until the next meal. Okay. What the hell is he talking about? Quarter of a- <laughs> okay. What are you, speaking Mandarin Chinese over here? This is a uh, guy who, don't, who, who yeah. didn't eat his cake. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How's it looking in there? Do you recall how long this took you last time? Nope. I have no memory of it. Interesting. You do go into kind of... A blackout period. (laughs) (laughs) Is that because we use gravy as syrup? Yeah, yeah. Now, I wouldn't be opposed to trying real syrup. (laughs) If if you made it with uh, with actual waffle batter. Wow. I think waffle batter might be. I know, but then you'd need syrup, though. You can't have waffle batter without syrup. 
I know, but well, you do you, chicken you and waffles. Have, so why wouldn't you the can have syrup? It would, without right? the batter. Is there a That's chance true. that this might take until next Thanksgiving? To cook? <laughs> yes. Oh, really? Yeah. You're giving us crap on this now? <laughs> You're down this road already, Ken. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, should we at least play the, the Reagan uh, speech that we were promising? Uh, sure. About, you know, if we're that. talking about Thanksgiving, that. and we're just going to sit here and obsess about it. Really good one. Good. It's starting to look good. Yeah. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know that any uh, modern-day president could pull this one off. I mean, not the way Reagan did. Sure. Uh, he was really one of a kind. You know, the Statue of Liberty and this wonderful holiday called Thanksgiving go together naturally because although as Americans we have many things for which to be thankful, none is more important than our liberty. Liberty, that quality of government, that brightness of mind and spirit for which the Pilgrim Fathers braved the seas and Americans through two centuries have laid down their lives. Today, while religion is suppressed in perhaps one-third of the world, we Americans are free to worship the Almighty as we choose. While entire nations must endure the yoke of tyranny, we are free to speak our minds, to enjoy an unfettered and vigorous press, and to make government abide by the limits we deem just. While millions live behind walls, we remain free to travel throughout the land, to share this precious day with those we love most deeply, the members of our families. My fellow Americans, let us keep this Thanksgiving Day sacred. Let us thank God for the bounty and goodness of our nation. And as a measure of our gratitude, let us rededicate ourselves to the preservation of this, the land of the free, and the home of the brave. I don't know. Can you imagine Trump making that speech? <laughs> no. I really can't. Or Obama. Or Obama. Or Obama. Or Obama. It's just, uh, that's a, that's... Or Clinton. Could you imagine Clinton doing no. that? You mean Hillary? No. No, I mean a Bill. Or Bill. Either Bill, one. I mean, I could have accepted a little bit more from Bill than... Bill wasn't a bad speaker, though. I mean, he could pull it off. I, I just don't think he'd throw in the God part. Yeah, he would have. Oh, yeah. It was popular back then. That. But, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, as you sit around the Thanksgiving table, one of the things you can give thanks for is you will not be hearing any Thanksgiving presidential speeches from Hillary Clinton. <laughs> right. In your entire life. Isn't that amazing? It will never occur. And how amazing is this? Here's a woman who's been in our life for 30 years. She's done. I mean, I, we have no threat of Hillary Clinton ever being in office ever again on any level. It's stunning, and especially to her. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. We were talking today on, uh, or yesterday on Pat and Stu about how, how Hillary is prepared for this for 30 years. Her whole life. She, you know she absolutely believes oh. that if not in 2008, then certainly now you, she was going to be the president I'm of the United telling States. you... The morning, remember when they got the call from an insider? They knew they were not going to win. Trump knew he was not going to win. At 4 o'clock or so in the afternoon, they started going, wait a minute, things might be. We can do this. They didn't believe it until Pennsylvania and North Carolina turned. That's when they looked at each other and Trump for the first time said, holy cow, this might I might win. Well, even for us on election night, when it when it was Wisconsin was in play, yeah, that's I think that's when it dawned on all of us. This guy's going to win. Yeah, and he it, is going to win. There's a report that Hillary, the, the people on the Hillary plane, actually popped corks on champagne mid afternoon. Ooh, uh, that hurts. oopsies. Uh, well, we know she didn't have a concession speech. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, she didn't even. Right. I mean, there's no concession speech. They did not believe that. Did you think that was? I thought that was pretty. Nasty. I thought it was just that she was stuck. She didn't plan on losing. 
Yeah. So she was there and had nothing to say. I don't think she was ready to lose. Wow. I mean, it, it, to, to me, it, tell, it speaks volumes. Did you see how expensive that stage was that she made? I did. I mean, that cost them a fortune, shaped like America, lighting up and everything else. And I saw that and I thought, and then side by side with Donald Trump, who was practically on an Apple box. Yeah. <laughs> right. and I'm thinking, boy, they're saving money because they don't think they're going to win. Yeah. Uh, and as it turned out, it was exactly the opposite. She wanted her Roman Collins moment. Yes, she like, did. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she did. She did. She spent That's money right. there. That was the... Yeah. Roman Columns, that was the acceptance speech, wasn't it? No, the, no, the Columns was, one was a little earlier, but it was it was at De- in Denver, huge stadium yeah, event, yeah, yeah. and you know she she wanted that moment for herself, and you know she should have been spending that money in Michigan. That's what she should have been doing, <laughs> or showing up in Wisconsin, yeah, or showing up once in Wisconsin. Yes. All right, now this simply safe. Packing up the car, heading out to see relatives for the holidays. While you're there, will you be able to see if your home is safe? Simply Safe is introducing a brand new security camera. The camera connects to the sensors in your Simply Safe alarm system. If the system detects something, the camera records it. Somebody comes home, you get a recording. Someone tries to open a window, you get a recording. The police are called by the system and will play this back to the police so they can see who the culprit is. Simply Safe, new camera out today. Go to simplysafebeck.com and check it out for yourself simplysafebeck.com for the home security that we use it is really really good very inexpensive monitoring is 14.95 a month uh, and there's no contract it is the wireless way with no strings attached to protect your home and your family simplysafebeck.com you're listening you're listening to the Glenn Beck program the Glenn Beck program Mercury. The Glenn Beck Program. Matthew, our corporate chef, is uh, struggling. Struggling here. I mean, first, the, he drops the ball on the pie cake. Oh, you clearly hated it. You licked your plate. That's not the point. That's, that That's is not, not the, point. the point, Matthew. Thank you. I just made it the point. No, it's not the no, point. It's not the point. You not can't point make it. Ken Paxton, is that the point? I'm with you. It's not the point. Ah, it's not the you. point. That's the attorney general <laughs> saying with that. credibility. All right, now it looks like this is falling apart. Yeah. Wow. This uh, might work in another state, but not in Texas. No, I didn't. You didn't say how long I had. It's takes piled, three to four hours. I think. I think it's flaming hot now. You piled about six inches yeah, of food I think in there. Way too much. <laughs> might have been too much for the waffle iron to make. Is this not looking good? One this thing. waffle iron wasn't made in America, probably. That's why. It's a Cuisinart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So pull. Let's pull it out. Let's pull it out. Let's let's pull it out. See, it's not even oh, yeah, getting crispy. Maybe it did come together because it looked like it lifted up there. Ooh. This might work. Ooh. I think it's going to be good with a fork and a knife, but that's no waffle. That's just a nice yeah, heated no, I'm, gelatinous I'm telling mess. You, I'm telling you. Last year, you could pull, I could pull it out. Was it actual, like, yeah. waffle-like? Yeah. Well, I mean, parts of it would look like this, but you could actually pull it out. Yeah. Okay. You could pull it out in pieces. I mean, the basic thing you're accomplishing here is mashing <laughs> a bunch of food together as you cook it. Yeah, this and is that you've accomplished, you. but nope. it's not a waffle. It's not working. It's not working? With no. a batter, maybe? No. No. No, just do it right. 
I think thinner layers. <laughs> yeah, I thinner think layers. Okay. Is what we're looking for. Well, here's uh, just you scoop it out. We got to at least. Can you try we can't it waste the food. Can you try it again? Yeah, we try it. I think if you have like a serving see, see, of whatever see, you're going to get on your plate, and out. then see? put that in the waffle. It is part of it is Maybe. picking right up. See, see right there, right there. See, mm-hmm. look at that. Oh yeah. Maybe it just needs more time. Should we just keep yeah, the rest maybe. of it closed? This is an interesting way to do a, a talk it, show. It is. Yeah, no, this is. It is. It's disappointing, Matthew. <laughs> disappointing. Maybe next year. Uh, next year. Next you week. Chef. <laughs> I just hope Trump's presidency goes better than that waffle. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? That's a Hillary Clinton waffle right there. <laughs> disaster. A disaster. No, America. Stuff <laughs> oozing out of its whatever. <laughs> you were talking about its nose, right? Right. Of course, yeah. I was talking okay. about its nose. Right. <laughs> talking about the cranberry sauce coming out of its its side there of the waffle iron. That's what I was nose. talking about. Is there any part of you guys that feels a little bad for Hillary? No. Is that she? Yes. Right. There is. And, it, and a little bit. I, I, I feel guilty about yes. feeling bad. Yes. Right. First of all, she deserves all of this. She deserves yes. this loss more yes. than probably any politician in history. Yep. Absolutely. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just say this. I want to reinforce that. Everything that she got on election night, she deserved. Yeah. Yes. And more. Yes. That is 30 years of plotting and planning and lying corruption. and stealing and corruption. Right. Mm-hmm. And just and and I'm glad that America, the, the press exactly. won't admit this and the left won't admit this. She that she reaped what she sowed, and I'm proud that America yeah. did not buy into that. Yeah, and the I mean the Comey thing came late, and that's tough for any campaign to handle. But Joe Biden doesn't lose six points off of his, his polls if he's leading by eight going into that moment because there's not that background of hardcore corruption over 30, 40 years. Yes, and, and the fact that that was just so people believed it. And she had a, a decent stretch of yes. people kind of forgetting about it. And when that came back, she she, she was toast. But on the on the feel bad on a human level, on a human level, here is something that she has played all wrong and and but worked for and I think stood by her man for and really put up with a lot of crap, you know, because she wanted to be president. Mm-hmm. Are we too weak, Ken? Mm-hmm. No, you got it right. Okay. You got it right. So the attorney general of Texas, the guy we know doesn't eat all of his cake. <laughs> good portion. Is, uh, is, is so weak that he's saying he's soft on Hillary. Uh-huh. No, I, That's I, what I heard. No, no. <laughs> she, she got what she deserved. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see what happens after, after um, Trump is sworn in as it relates to her. You, but, but you do feel, I mean, kind of bad on a human level. You do feel kind of bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel bad because she's put invested her whole life, 30, yeah. you know, in, in becoming president. Let and me ask you this, Ken. A, how, how do you? How far will they get uh, trying to overturn the electoral college? Will Will they get anywhere with that? I don't see it. I mean, it's been around since the beginning. Well, since, yeah, people yeah, don't even understand it. They don't even understand it. That, that's true, but it's 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 going to be difficult to change something that, that is that ingrained. But it has I to hope happen. So. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a, it's a Would that be a constitutional. Yeah, amendment? I think it'd be a constitutional. Amendment. You'd have to go back yeah. and it's in the Constitution. It has yeah. it have to be an amendment. There's a group trying to go around the Constitution on that. They are no Barbara Boxer is not a progressive. A bill. I, Progressives I don't know how a are bill, trying to go away. I don't know how a bill circumvents the Constitution. Um, 
because we've had we've had less circumvent the Constitution lately. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Administrative actions. A pen and a phone seem to do that pretty well. So. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm not surprised. Back in just a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. the attorney general of the great state of Texas, Ken Paxton, who came in for just a five-minute break. And then, <laughs> then food Dane was on the food. set, and he's been here for... We can't, get, we can't shake this guy. We've uh, asked him to leave three times. Yeah, and he's like, I could stay another right. break. That waffle looks like it's almost done. I've, I'm pretty disappointed, though. Right I now. am, too. I'm very you disappointed. Too. I've been waiting for this. but uh, Anyway, so, so listen to this plan to get rid of the Electoral College. I think it's, it's interesting because they don't have to get a constitutional amendment to do it. This is why they realize it would be impossible to actually get a constitutional amendment. So what they do is they keep the Electoral College, but they want a national popular vote. So they have, I think it's, uh, they have a bunch of... Well, we have a national popular vote. Right, but it doesn't, have any, it doesn't have any effect. Right. right? It doesn't decide so, the election. Right. So what their plan is, is they go to individual states. They go to California and they say, mm-hmm. do you want the national popular vote to win? Whoever wins the popular vote wins. California agrees to that. And then, regardless of how their state votes, they pass a, a, a law to designate those electoral votes to whoever wins the popular vote. So instead of saying, so if, if Donald Trump won, uh, or Hillary Clinton wins California, but Donald Trump wins the popular vote, California's electoral votes go to Donald Trump. The idea being that if you can get 270 votes of states to come together and agree to that concept, it doesn't matter what the Electoral College says. It's already says. that the popular vote, isn't it that the, the state's popular votes and the electoral votes are usually the same. Whoever, in other words, whoever wins that state wins the election. That's how it is now, but that's not designated in the Constitution that way. So the states can figure out how to do their electoral votes however they want. So if they pass a bill that says... Amen, that's the way it should be. Right. Right, But but that is the way it is. I don't see Wyoming didn't vote for Trump and then give half their votes to Hillary Clinton. they give them all. If you agreed to this concept, you would say, our electoral votes of our state, no matter what our state does... They go to the winner of the popular vote nationally. So even if our state oh, votes for nationally. Trump. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, no, the other no, way. No, no, oh, I see no, what you're no. saying. No. This is oh, what they want to do. So no, they, yeah, then, then, I mean, I, how, how is it that, and maybe this is what they, they realize. California, New York, Texas. Will decide every election. Florida will decide every Nobody single election. Nobody will campaign in Iowa or Nobody Delaware or right. Wyoming. And or the Utah. things that are right in New York and California I mean, you want to talk about getting rid of the Second Amendment and not let New York and California decide everything. This is why we have the Electoral College. This very debate. This is why the founders put it in place the way they did because of this very debate we're having right now. The same reason they want to get rid of it, right? Yes. So they say they have to get to 270 electoral votes because if they do that, they get their popular vote without overturning the Constitution. And not only will they not just campaign in those large states, they'll campaign in the large cities in the large states because exactly. rural areas won't matter what so matter So that's the way, so that's the way 
Yeah, that's the way they can do it. They can just yeah. have the states. Wow, that could work. Because the states could give them to whoever they Or the Democrats, want. big time. Right, so the, 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 the exclamation point at the end of this is they already have 165 electoral votes. They already have, they claim, 165 locked up. So they're trying to expand this every year. When Democrats are losing popular vote elections, but we, or winning elect, a popular vote but losing the Electoral College, of course it gives more um, power behind that. This group is trying to get to 270. They've already got to, been able to get to 165. It's an interesting but, but, idea. But, but, I mean, obviously, I, mean, I think it's a bad idea. Again, Jesus. Well, there, and it, you're, you're going to... The problem is, is nobody is, is willing to moderate themselves. Look, Texas is a different place. It's getting more and more like everybody, everywhere else, but it still is very different uh, than, than other places. It's the most different state, beside like maybe California or New York City. Not New York State, but New York City. It's very different. Different mindset. You Let California be California. Let Texas be Texas. Can you imagine if California and New York are making all of the decisions, what it would be like to live in Wyoming or Idaho or Utah? It's, well, it, it just goes completely against who they are as people. Doesn't it also give the cities, which are more liberal than the rest yes. of the country, more power? So you're moving the, the center of power Instead of across the nation, you're moving it to the more liberal cities. Right. I think I think you'd find politicians with big time appeals to urban areas instead of uh, you know uh, rural oh, yeah. areas. They wouldn't they wouldn't care. You, your but, your your progressive policies would be all any side would ever pitch. Now, what their argument is, because most people will make the argument, well, you wouldn't you, they don't go they would never go to Idaho or they would never go to smaller states. They would just focus on New York and, and, and mm-hmm. California. Their argument is now no one goes anywhere except for the swing states. They only go to the 10 or 12 states that are going to decide the election. They don't bother with Alaska. They don't bother with Hawaii. They don't bother with that because they know they're going to, those states are already going to go the way they're going to go. Rarely do you see Democrats, except for fundraisers, go t- you know, campaign in California. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's the way everything in life works. Everything in life works that way. If I'm running a company and we're working on consensus, I don't go to give Ken agrees with me on stuff. I don't go over and, and sweet talk Ken and say, hey, Ken, I really want to talk to you about this thing that we agree on. Yeah. Why would I do that? I go to the people who right. are swayable that I can bring onto my side. That's the way life works. I mean, and can you- people would not campaign in all 57 states. They just <laughs> Or even 52. Right. Yeah. They wouldn't. They just wouldn't do it. I mean, why would you? You'd go to California, you'd go why to New would, York, maybe Florida and, and Texas. And what, would, what would a conservative do in California? Cal, you wouldn't have a chance. They don't the go to California why, now. I know that. Right. So if it's the only thing, what would a... What, how would campaign a, for more votes in Texas, I think. That's yeah, where be, you'd have to spend your money is, I want more of the popular no, but if it's all, But if it's all electoral votes, it doesn't matter how many more right. votes you, you get. Gotta, you just have to win, be well, the popular. winner. Well, because you've got 24 million people here. If you can get, you know, if, if you can get 80... 28, I think. Them. We're up to 28 almost. Are we is really? it 28 I now? We're almost 28. No, but that's... Wow. It doesn't... It's the you get the electoral votes if you win the state. No, how does, how does no. you get it if you win in this yeah. scenario, real world scenario, 2016 election? Uh, Texas signs on to this for some reason. And I assume you'd fight this, Ken. I hope, uh, but Texas signs on to this. 
Hillary Clinton, the way, how does Texas sign up? What do we, how do we sign on? They, I, I can't remember the exact process. They did explain it in the interview, okay. but I guess it would be, they'd have to pass something legislatively, right? I, I, mean, I, I assume, but to. I don't know how we... How, but, I mean, each state can designate how they give out their electoral votes. I mean, so, there's been times in history where there was no vote in certain states, uh, and they just, they mm-hmm. just appointed them. I mean, th- this mm-hmm. has happened. Um, so if, let's say Texas signed on to this. For this election, the Texas electoral votes would go to Hillary Clinton, not Donald Trump. The reason for that being Hillary Clinton wins the, popular, the vote popular vote nationally. That sucks. So, first so of all, can you imagine what the people of Texas would do? Vote? You'd have a unanimous, right? If Hillary's well, ahead in the popular vote, yeah, you would. There's no reason to have an electoral college because yeah, if well, everybody if everybody signed on, everybody signed on, it would be unanimous. Then it would be. However, unanimous. you don't need everybody to sign on because obviously a lot of conservative states would say, "No way, we like the founders too much. We're not bailing on this thing." Um, but if you got 270 electoral votes, it wouldn't matter what They're the other states did. I mean, look the at Republican, this. We uh, are Congress. we are sabotaging the Constitution right. and our system in every single it possible it way. Make any and they're sense. not right. And they're not trying to change it the right way. They're just by hook or by crook. They only need 270. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. So they'll only do it for 270, which bastardizes the entire system, undermines it. You can't, at some point, the center doesn't hold. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a thing. And the guy who's talking about it was a Republican, actually, who was the spokesperson for it. Of course. Oh, um, my God. But uh, it, it's... Well, it's Donald Trump at first until somebody sat him down and said, Donald, 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 Donald. <laughs> oh, no, no. This is the fourth time in history that someone has won uh, the popular vote. And two lost. of them have been in the last 16 years. Last, yeah. last you know, five elections. So they're obviously fired. They're coming after the Electoral College. They're going to. But, I mean, if you think about it this way, they, if, if it was a national popular vote, obviously they would campaign completely differently. So you cannot say that Hillary Clinton would have beat Donald Trump in a national popular vote if that was the actual contest, because he was campaigned in a totally different way. But the second part of that is you have a situation where they lost. This is the second election out of five where they've won the popular vote and lost the Electoral College. And this, the, the margin here is actually smaller than the 2004 Kerry Bush election. That. Because the Electoral College was a wider split, but the total votes in the three states that turned it, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan, was like 110,000. If 110,000 votes flipped, Donald Trump is not the president through the Electoral College. That's how close this thing was. And thank God for the Electoral College that we didn't feel like it was that close. It felt like Donald Trump blew Hillary Clinton out. And while there were protests and stuff, there wasn't a gigantic pushback. I think right. if you would have had a situation like Florida or maybe even like Kerry Bush with one state, Ohio, being 150,000 votes, oh, I think so you too. might have seen a total uh, breakdown of, yeah, of I agree. major cities. I agree. And we didn't get that with the exception of some stuff in Portland. I mean, it got bad for a couple nights, but it wasn't that bad. It's and it, Portland. Thankfully. Well, yeah, it's Portland. It's Portland. But it's also possible that if they change the rules, we'd figure out how to win in those rules as well. Totally. Right? Yeah, I'm exactly. not saying we should change it, but... Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a BS argument. Every, every Democrat is saying, well, she won the popular vote. Well, he didn't campaign to win the popular vote. Right. It was based on the rules as they were. Right. She's going to win this by one, yeah, probably one to, 1.5 to 2 million votes as, when this thing is all Which is done. a lot. But she won Cal- California by over 3 million votes. So the rest of the country, he won the popular mm-hmm. vote. Now, that's not how the popular vote works, of course. I mean, California is part of it. But see, that is, you see again, how, that would, how, how bad that would be. That's why the framers wanted it. Yep. They knew the big states would right. gobble up the little states, yeah. and the little states would have nothing to say. There's another problem with it. If California has really loose voting, restri- you know, voting rights issues, and yeah. they're very loose with how they allow people to vote, you could have one state 
sway the election by allowing people to vote that shouldn't vote. That could never happen, Ken. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Just telling you, it could really have an impact on how, how elections are done. You're not one of these people who think we should have a driver's license when we go vote, are you? It's shocking. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, matter of fact, I've appealed that to the U.S. Supreme Court. So we're going to have that debate now, hopefully, wow. with a conservative judge in the place of Anthony. Do you know that 80 percent of blacks are okay with voter ID? Yeah. And that's like 75% okay. of liberals. I can tell you when we passed voter ID in the state of Texas, a majority of Democrats were okay with it, a majority of right. Hispanics, and a majority of African Americans were, were, were in favor of a photo ID. It is the weirdest. I mean, the Democrats sure are, yeah. are in the are way vast out of majority there. Minority. Minority, minority I mean. And, and they keep harping on it like, it's, like they're winning the argument. And, and it seems like they are because they have the press behind them. You know, magnifying that message when really it, nobody agrees on 80 percent of anything in this country. So, I mean, we are so much in step Look, with the American people. When I went to the Fifth Circuit, we went to the Fifth Circuit to argue our Texas voter ID case. I had to show a photo ID to fly, to rent a car, to for the hotel and actually to get into the courtroom yeah. to, ar- to argue about photo ID. That's <laughs> true. That's a pretty good argument right there. Yeah. Into the courtroom to argue about photo ID. That's why people are okay with it. I mean, we have to show our ID yes. for minorities have IDs. Limited yeah. have IDs. Yeah, and it's it's not it, it's not that big of a deal. No. It's just not that big of a deal. If that's the highest hurdle that you have to to jump. When you see what Martin Luther King was going through right. and the people in the South back then, that's different. Yeah. That's, that's not photo ID. If they're doing a poll quiz or something, that's, yeah. that's a whole different thing. Uh, and now this. China, a currency manipulator. How do you make that case? How do you put trade barriers up? You lower taxes. Fantastic. Are they going to stop spending if the debt becomes higher? George Soros right now is working on doing everything he can to... Uh, make sure that Donald Trump is not successful. I don't care who the president is. America cannot afford four years of an unsuccessful presidency. We have massive problems that we have to fix. The financial sector alone, and not just here in America, globally, even if we get our house in order, what about what's happening in Europe? How about civil unrest? One of the things that makes America such a magnet is we've always been stable, you have people now on, on both sides of the aisle, mainly the left, and I mean the uber, uber left, that are marching to kill our cops and burning our cities down. If economic stress comes, it could only get worse. What do you have in your portfolio that is a hedge against inflation, is a hedge against instability? Brass. <laughs> brass. I do have. I have buckets of brass. Kind of a, that is yeah, really good. Yeah. May I also ask you to consider, besides brass yeah, in okay. cylindrical shapes... But I only have about 40% brass. <laughs> um, you might want to try gold. Huh. 1-866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE. Uh, find out uh, everything you can about uh, gold and silver. Find out its history. It is... It, when the world goes insane, it's always what the world goes back to. 866-465-3546. Read their important risk information and find out if buying gold or silver is right for you at goldline.com. one goldline 
Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven back. Mercury. So, because we overstuffed it, it took a little too long to uh, to make. Uh, uh, but hour. but try it, did, did, <laughs> it was a full hour. You just made waffles for. All right, so so go ahead, try try see what you think. It's now we put the Thanksgiving meal into the waffle iron. No, you're right. This is really good. It you're is right? good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it works. That is really good. Mm-hmm. See how it's crispy. Uh huh. Uh huh. It is really good, and it completely makes. The Thanksgiving meal, completely different. It does. It's actually in the shape of a waffle, which is tasty. I mean, it just kind of tricks your good. mind into thinking, is this going to be even better than it is? And it is. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it's good. That's delicious. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's all right. Shut up, Keith. Now, you're, it's all right. No, it would be. Just don't, it's I don't better. get you. It would be good. The, what do you mean? If it's not just bland, you don't like it for some reason. What is what it? Do you mean? What do you mean if it's bland? It's just a. Uh, the cranberry sauce in there doesn't do it justice. What? Cranberry sauce is supposed to be on the side. Why do you work here? We I know, know right? Why, why we that's allow you in the building? That's what I'm saying. I don't he s- doesn't work here. That's, that's a well, good, that's a good point. It, it exceeded expectations beyond the way it looks. Right? <laughs> it does look like a disaster. Well, you that's put, pretty low expectations. <laughs> Maybe. You, put, uh, you put too much material uh, mm-hmm. into the waffle iron. Yeah. Yes. You triple. If you the don't amount. put six inches is, of food in. Yes. It, it works <laughs> out a little bit. This is better. really good. It's really good. It's really good. But but that was really the chef's fault, wasn't it? it yes, really it was. <laughs> right. That's who I'd sue. Thank you. That's why this guy's attorney general. That's right. Thank you. That's, That's right. And the best attorney general the state of Texas has ever had. Yeah. Ever. Thank ever. You. The only one I can name, but the best one I can name. Uh, t- <laughs> of the fifty-one, how many can you name? Program. Mercury.